Hi, welcome to the Nick Arsenault podcast. I'm back um, after successfully recording two episodes and finally getting them out there. I'm feeling pretty good about this, so I'm going to keep going. And um, this is now my third episode. Um, Big shout out to everybody who supported me so far, Um, especially to my friend Chris. Thank you very much for sharing uh, my podcast videos and everybody else who shared it and watched it. I really do appreciate it. Um, just a, a few things about those podcasts. Uh, the videos are recorded, or those podcasts that you heard and, and watched, if you did. Um, I recorded them several weeks before I released them. And I took some time... Uh, you know, listening to them and thinking over what I had said and all those things. And, but more importantly, building up the courage to get them out there. So, um, I'm glad I finally did it. And, uh, one of the things I do want to point out about those videos is the topics I chose were ones that I felt were not controversial. They were easy to talk about and things that, uh, you know, may be kind of on the mundane side, <laughs> to be honest. You know, I do want to try to talk about like more compelling topics. Uh, I don't want this to be a, a blog. I mean, rather a podcast about uh, games or music. Although I, you know, I probably will talk about those things in the future. But um, my first podcast, uh, you know, about the game, um, uh, Royal match. And then my second podcast about, uh, some albums I like, uh, some top, they're topics that were really easy to talk about. And like I said, not controversial, uh, you know, just want to get out there, get this started. And I didn't really want to hit the ground running with something that was edgy and maybe, uh, you know, I may have a response to it that I'm not ready for. So that being said, I'm going to maybe get into some things that are a little bit more uh, edgy in this video. Um, One more thing I want to mention too, is that this is the third episode, but I actually had already recorded a third episode. Um, So last week, I got up really early in the morning and I had something I really wanted to talk about and I recorded an episode of the podcast. Um, but instead of recording it here in my living room, I decided to record it down in the basement. And something that had happened was the furnace, the oil furnace kicked on while I was recording. And, you know, I heard it, you know, the rumble of it in the background, didn't think much of it. And I finished the recording. And then when I heard it back, I realized that it's so loud, it will freaking shake your car if you try to listen to the recording, if you have the volume up. So it is pretty much an unusable recording. I don't want to, I don't want to cut and splice it or remove that section of the video. And, and also too, you know, I, I did speak on something I really want to talk about, but I think I want to try to approach that topic I had talked about from a different angle. So I think maybe it it's better off that I uh, again I'm getting a chance to redo it. 
Um, uh, so before I get into the topic of this particular podcast, I want to teach you something. So this is something I came up with on my own and something I use quite a bit. And it's called the th my, well, I call it my three breaths. And I use it uh, when I want to try to relax, either, you know, at the end of the day, but more often I use it when I'm feeling anxious. Like if I'm uh, going into a situation, I have a lot of anxiety about like uh, showing up to uh, a meeting or work or, or something where I'm feeling a lot of anxiety. And it, it really helps me and I wanted to teach uh, it to all of you. So the three breaths that I take are release, relax, and focus. So if, if you can, you, it's better, it works better if you can close your eyes and uh, you close your eyes and look up slightly, like you're looking up towards your eyebrows. Uh, and so the first breath, release, so all that pent up anxiety, the idea is to breathe in, focus on bringing in good energy and then releasing all the pent up emotion and anxiety and bad static energy that you have built up in your body. The second breath, relax, is a continuation of that first breath where now you've rele you released it or some of it, it you know, it, Oftentimes you can't release it all in one breath. It would, it would be amazing if we could, right? The second breath is to release more of that. So to bring in, breathe in, bring in the good energy, and then breathe out the bad, anxious energy, the static, the, you know, um, the built up, uh, pent up anxiety that you have in your body. So then the third breath is focus. So now, Again, bringing in the good energy, but you're going to come out of the third breath. You know, you're going to be ready for action. So now you're breathing in, bringing in good energy, and you're still relaxing it with the breath out, but you're, you're preparing to come out of the third breath and go into whatever it is you're going into. So it works with your eyes open or closed. So you, I can even do it while I'm driving. And you can do it more than once in a row. So if you're really anxious, you can do it two or three times in a row or more. Um, and uh, yeah, that's my three breaths. So let's take the three breaths together. Ready? So breathe in, bring in the good energy, positive energy, breathe out, anxiety, worry, feel your muscles relax, your shoulders drop. Second breath is relax. So breathe in, bring in more of that good energy. Fill up your lungs and then breathe out and feel all your muscles and your face and all throughout your body just droop and, and calm. Then focus, breathe in the good energy positive energy, positive thoughts. 
breathe out, relaxing, but, but now not thinking about nothing, thinking about what it is you're about to do, but from a positive point of view that you're, you're ready for action that you're like, okay, I'm ready for this. Let's do it. Let's release, relax, focus. So now that we're all re released and relaxed and focused, um, I want to just talk a, a little bit now about the history of this podcast. So um, I actually had already tried to record this podcast several months ago. And uh, I did it by recording it in my car. So um, um, I set my phone up. I tried recording right onto my phone. I tried uh, a lapel mic. And listening to the recordings back, no matter what I tried, just it's too much road noise. You hear the rumble, the road, the cars driving by. If it's rainy, you know, shh, you hear the car, you know, cars passing me on the highway. Um, and uh, also, too, it, uh, you know, is it really that, that safe? I don't want anybody worried about me doing it that way. The primary reason why I considered doing it that way in the first place is so I'd find time. It's one of the most difficult things I have right now is finding time. Um, as it is, you know, I have to do this recording. Um, this is a weekday recording. And I'm doing it now that my children are both in bed. And it's a little late for me uh, on a school night or, or a work night because I do work early. But, uh, you know, it's worth it. So Why? Why do I want to record a podcast? Well, I have a lot of strong opinions about things. And certainly I have a lot of strong opinions that could probably get me in trouble. I, I'm not ready to talk about those kind of things yet. But I do just want to get some of these thoughts out there because sometimes I find I don't have anybody to talk to about these things. And, uh, you know, what better than recording it on a podcast and having people listen to it, whether what, if they choose to. So I can get my thoughts out there. And if you want to hear them, you can hear them. And if you think I'm dumb and you don't like them or, or for whatever reason, you can shut it off. How will I know? And I uh, can get some of these things I, I want to share out there. And I have ideas and things that I think are positive that I want to share with the world. Um, and I think that's kind of the gist of the podcast in general is that I want it to be positive that, you know, even if I get into politics or anything that is divisive or controversial, I want to talk about it in a way that I can kind of reach out to all my friends, even those who feel strongly one way or the other, that, that there's a middle ground, you know, because at, at this point I don't feel like I'm really on one side or the other one politically anyway. And, and I don't think, I think there's a lot of people who are feeling this way. Like 
to be completely honest, I'm getting very tired of both sides of political arguments of just being so divisive that, you know, they, they were pushing each other apart with these strong ideas. And, uh, you know, the, the podcast that I threw out, uh, that I did last week was, was really focused on this whole idea that we really are divided by just a few things. They're really strong, important topics. Don't get me wrong, but there really just are a couple of things that we all have those strong opinions on and that they're being exploited for political purposes. Like, Oh, I'm rallying my side and getting the people who agree with me to go against the people who disagree with me. And it's uh, this whole pushing and it's not just one side or the other, it's happening on both sides. And some of it is just, I don't know, just tiring and I'm getting really tired of it. And I want to maybe make a podcast that I would want to listen to. That is a voice that, that isn't on one side or the other, that kind of has an open mind. And that can maybe approach topics from the middle and maybe talk about the good and the bad of both sides of every topic, you know, from a point of view that I think most of us share. So I think that's the primary reason why I want to make this podcast is because I don't know of any podcasts out there. I'm sure there are some and, uh, you know, getting this one out there will hopefully maybe help me find those others that are like this but that are independent voices that are not pushing one agenda or another that instead the only agenda that I'm pushing is for positive positivity and uniting us and not dividing us or not having this us versus them mentality. So who am I and why do I think I have the right to even make this podcast? Well, first of all, I'm a sovereign human being and I have the right to do whatever I want. And I may not have any background in doing broadcast in this way. I mean, I did an internship at the radio station at my college, but I don't think that gives me any background in doing any of this speaking uh, like a podcast, but, you know, in a way, maybe that is what will give, gives me the ability to not be biased or, or jaded in any way from not having any background or, or colleagues that are in this industry, you know, that I'm just a, a regular old guy just getting out there. Um, I just recently turned 41, um, happily married with two children. Uh, a one-year-old and a four-year-old boys um, that I won't talk about too much. Uh, I don't want to talk about my children too much for their protection. I uh, don't share much about them online except in private uh, in a private folder and I don't want much about them known for their safety and for their protection. Um, my job is um, I'm a machinist and a CNC programmer. Uh, I'm learning other programming too. Uh, Aeon is what I'm learning right now. Um, but uh, I've had a pretty diverse uh, 
um, working career, working life, you know, uh, of different careers I've been in, uh, that were all very interesting and give me a whole bunch of skills that I, uh, I think I have a good, well-rounded skill set from everything I've, I've done. Um, you know, uh, I, uh, I've done like stage crew and local crew. That's my experience of like doing stuff with sound and lighting. And, um, and then I really had like three major careers in my life. Uh, my first career was, uh, in college, I started working in the dish room at the cafeteria and I went from there to working at a commuter cafe and I ended up becoming the closing manager at that cafe. And I was there for a while, uh, seven or eight years until I finally moved on. Um, so I learned, uh, you know, how to do things quickly, how to work with my hands, uh, um, knife cutting of work, but not really. Um, so that was my first uh, ma oh, major career, I would say. And then I got out of that and got into doing home theater installations. And I did that for about 10 years. And that had definitely had its ups and downs because I started at, when business was really good. And we went through the, the major drop in the market. So the you know, there was some layoffs and then I became a, uh, like independent dealer towards the end. And, um, so one of the things I, I appreciate the most about doing home theater is that I've been in a lot of homes all across, uh, the state where I live, which is Massachusetts, um, and of different, uh, economic backgrounds too. So I've definitely been in some of the biggest and most amazing, huge homes you can possibly imagine, but in a lot of normal middle-class homes too. And seeing all this diversity of all these different people, of all these different walks of life, one of the things I really took from it is that we're all the same. You know, no matter how rich someone is, I mean, with a couple of exceptions, of course, um, like the, you know, I'm not going to talk about those exceptions, but for the most part that, you know, everybody is a down to earth person, you know, even rich people have money problems and issues like that. You know, they may not be the same as us middle-class people or, or poor people, but we're all the same, you know, and it's no, and everybody's nice. There really aren't people who are just stuck up and and it's not you know snooty. At least that I encountered doing that work. And uh, I think that's good because you know obviously something you might a lot of people get caught up in the idea that rich people are all evil and and annoy annoyed at poor people. And I don't know, I mean, I'm sure at some level that is the case, but not in the level that is with the regular day-to-day -day people that we encounter here in, in Massachusetts or anywhere around the country. Those crazy, jaded, rich people are way out, outside of this range of, of economic <coughs> living. So... Um, 
I appreciate that job for the giving that point of view that I, I just feel like people are good all, at least all over Massachusetts. Excuse me. <clears throat> and with that job, I learned a lot about, you know, like, uh, home, uh, like how houses are built, how to run wire, how to hang speakers, how to do in wall speakers, uh, uh sound systems. <coughs> so ton of technical stuff and i really enjoyed the precision of it i, I really just love loved uh getting going to someone's house and they're like okay this is where i want the tv and the speakers and they had a general idea and i'd put like the blue tape on the wall and have them check like okay this is where you want it to be and then i make sure the the tv is like perfectly level and dead center on the wall and that the speakers are exactly the same height and exactly the same distance from either side of the TV and that the rear speakers are in the perfect location, height and location too. And I took a lot of pride in that. And I have a lot of home theater systems that I installed that I'm really proud of. Um, so, and then I finally, I ended up having to leave that career because the, the dealer thing wasn't working out and the economy was starting to go down and I ended up getting into the factory um, that I, that my father worked at. So I, uh, I'm a third generation at this factory. Uh, I started as a temp. So my home theater thing was like almost nothing. I it was getting no work. It was, the economy was really bad. And the thing about home theater is nobody wants to spend any money when they don't have any money. Right. It's something that it's a luxury. So when the economy isn't doing well, nobody's buying TVs or sound systems. And um, so since that dropped off, I got into, I started working at the factory and I started as a temp. I, even though um, my father was working there at the time, at, um, you know, he didn't, he made it a point to not, you know, not, get me in the door or do those extra things to help me out. He, he wanted me to get in there on my own merit. And I appreciate that. Actually, I, I did, don't feel like I wish he had done more to, to help me because I did plenty on my own because even just after a few months, I was hired full time and I started off as just a regular operator. And in the time I've been there, I moved up to the job I'm in now as a machinist three and, uh, I enjoy uh, what I do now and uh, it's challenging. It can be very challenging. Um, and I have a lot of responsibility. I came into work today and there was something that was totally broken and I fixed it. You know, it certainly is one thing to come into a day and it's like, oh no, like this, this most, the most important machine is down and you're one of the only people who can probably fix it. And then a few hours later, haven't fixed it and then like all right my bad day just got really good because now everybody's happy that i fixed this problem and you know i can go on with my day and and feel good that i uh i've helped out so i enjoy my job right now uh, doing what i do although i am uh learning something new uh and uh, maybe moving into another role um uh which would be more programming and not running machines on the floor although i do enjoy writing the machines and making the 
the grinding wheels that uh, I make. Um, all right, so I don't know, I talked a lot about myself. Um, let's talk about, well, what it is I want to talk about is, what is the point of this podcast, right? Um, uh, I want it to be, uh, something that reaches out to everybody that regardless of the way you look at, at the world that you, I can talk on a subject and you may not agree with everything I say, but you know, and it's not just to be in the middle of sort of sake of speaking on things to talk about them, but to try to maybe get people to who agree with me to, to join me in this quest of like wanting to bring us together. Um, so first and foremost, I want to say that I'm an ally that I support the LGBTQIA plus community. Hopefully I have that all right. Um, but uh, I think that the way I look at it, well, there's two ways that I look at it. One is that I, in, at times, forget that that is even a community on its own because, uh, you know, I have friends in that community and I don't even think of them any differently than in my, any of my other friends. They're, to me, that it is, everything is just normal and I don't, you know, I don't, think of it as a separate thing, you know, it's just, well, it gets into the second thing that I'm fighting for it to not be that, but instead for it to just be the community that we're all together. Why, oh, why is there a separate group? You know, that we're all, we're all living together and we just should live together in harmony without caring about that stuff. Who, who am I to care? And I, and I don't care. And that's the point is that it, it doesn't even faze me. If you're uh, transgender or, or, uh, or homosexual, you know, it sounds weird to me even saying those things out loud because I don't normally, I don't address those things because I don't even think of them as different than, than, um, you know, than, uh, what's the, than, you know, than my lifestyle. It's just, you do you, I do me. And if you want to be friends with me, great. If not, then, oh well. I don't care. And I think that that's the most important thing about this part of the message is that I want to spread that love, that we should just be the community, that we should be united and that there shouldn't be division. There shouldn't be the us versus them of, those that are against and those that are for. We just are. We're all living together. Um, so um, that's what I wanted to talk about on that uh, topic. Um, so my original podcast actually had a different name. Uh, so I wanted to talk about politics and, uh, but I wanted to talk about it from the center, like as an independent, but 
I wanted to create the idea of there being basically a third political party that the, the, the two party system that we have is, is just so archaic and so divisive that what would be best is to have a third political party. Now, yeah, I know we don't want to get into that whole uh, votes and the whole thing, but just from the point of view of at least at this point being a thought experiment that we could, I could speak on uh, topics from a, a point of view that would be this imaginary political party that isn't a split off of one or the other. So like, for example, you know, I would say or look at like the Tea Party, for example, as being a split off from the Republican Party and or, you know, I don't know, that may not be true, but at least that's the point of view that I have based on the opinion I have of them being formed during a Democratic presidency. It's like they they exist because they became the uh the other side of, of, of a topic against another political party. What I rather would want to think about is a political party that is all the disenfranchised people like me who would want to find a home in a place where everybody's welcome. Whether you, you know, you are one political party or the other, that even if you are still strongly on one side or the other, that you would maybe still find a home here to, to talk. And uh, so obviously, you know, thinking from a little kid point of view, if you get your, you get your red paint and you get your blue paint and you mix them together, what color you get is purple. And uh, after a quick Google search, I found out that that, that's a political party that already exists. And obviously I don't want to talk about uh, something with a political party that is out there, although it's not in this country, but uh, in other, in at least in one other country, there is a political party called the Purple Party. Um, so I got to the, the different names for the color purple. Um, ah, Plum. So the original name of this podcast was actually the Plum Party Podcast. And the idea were, was to have episodes of the podcast where I talked about political topics from the center, from a place where, and let's say we had a political party that was comprised of Democrats and Republicans. What middle ground could we find about topics? And, it, and the original idea was to talk about really divisive topics and, and, and say at least what I think the position of the of the plum party would be on these particular topics. So I recorded my first podcast and I, you know, like what's well, a really divisive topic. I decided to do it on abortion. And I recorded it right before the Supreme court decision came down and boy, am I glad I did not release that because it Regardless of whatever I said, that was uh, some time where everybody was really um, angry, happy, oh, like the polarized. The energy from that was very uh, difficult to navigate. 
And I didn't want to be out there like, oh, I got my new podcast and here I am talking about this most, the most controversial topic of the time. So, okay. I, I started off a little slower this time. Um, but I do want to get into some of those topics and I, and I think that's a topic I will eventually talk about. Certainly a lot has happened since then. And uh, definitely my point of view is probably better now based on what has happened. Um, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. Uh, and I really don't want to talk about any other political topic today, but I do want to talk about something else that's important to me. Um, so one of my other hobbies per se is I'm very interested in spirituality, uh, which is a weird thing to get into. Uh, let me try to do it carefully that what I mean is, is that, um, I don't, I'm, I grew up Christian and I still have my Christian beliefs and values, but I don't go to church anymore. Uh, but I do believe in the idea of church and I love my friends who are passionate about what they believe and I, you know, I support them and I, I'm not, I wouldn't want to talk about spirituality from a point of view that is against anything uh, like that um, in my family and so forth. Um, but when I was in college, high school, college, I kind of got to thinking like, well, you know, the Bible is so old. There's got to be writings that are more modern that are like the new Bible, like what, what books are out there or what writings are out there. And I looked into all kinds of things or, or also into other religions too, and other philosophy philosophies. And, um, I found one that I to that I found that I felt was the uh, had the best message. It has all the, the foundational principles that I agree with, but, uh, expandive expansion of knowledge about the world and how it works. Uh, and it revolves around the tarot, which, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about that too, or, or, unique beliefs that everybody has. Um, to me, uh, that the tarot is a guide. I, you know, I don't read cards and I don't have a deck that I, you know, I flip the cards to, to tell the future or to, to do anything like that. I don't do, uh, that's called divination and I don't do that. And I don't, I'm not even sure how much I believe in it. Um, to me, what's more important is the symbolism of, you know, the the twenty two major arcana of the tarot, the the you know the trump cards, I guess you would say. There's uh, zero through twenty one of the the major arcana, and the the things that I, I have learned is that each one of those 
tarot keys um, relates to an emotion and that we're made up of emotion. So there are complex emotions that, that the tarot keys, the symbolism on them tries to explain without words that the shapes and the, 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 the pictures on the cards can help paint the picture in your mind of the complex emotion that it represents. And that the 22 keys of the tarot can be, can be used to understand the world that around us and the energy that is coming through our, our bodies and through our minds and to understand it and also to help you focus it or to help you change it or to help you improve your ability to utilize it or understand it. Um, though I know quite a bit, I am definitely a neophyte. Uh, I am not prepared to do a podcast just about this particular topic because I don't know enough to really expand on it, at least for a whole podcast or, or so, but I can talk about some of the ideas that I do understand. Um, tarot is the, well, it's not a coincidence. The word tarot and the word rotation have a lot of similarities in how the, the letter, you know, the letters, uh, form the words, the tarot explains the rotation of the energy that's going through to us, uh, like the wheel of fortune, uh, which is, uh, one of the cards of the keys of the tarot. The energy is coming to, to us and it's changing. It's never, it's never just good and it's never just bad, you know, that it is this constant rotation of good and okay and bad and then okay and then good. Like life is, there are waves of energy that it, go, it goes up and down. And so forth with also the idea that you can't, appreciate the good without the bad, you know, you can't, you won't really appreciate how good you've got it until, unless you've had it really bad. And that is kind of the idea of the wheel of fortune and that in order to get the most out of life, we need to experience the, these ups and downs. Um, one of the other things that I've learned about is that that the keys of the tarot can be used to help understand the Kabbalah and that the, 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 the symbol of the Kabbalah, the, of the, um, the tree of life. I'm, I'm just starting to kind of get it because of the idea that the, the paths, those lines, the circles and the lines, the lines that are drawn on the, the Kabbalah are, each of them is attributed to one of those keys of the tarot. And that if you understand the emotion that is tied to the key, you can understand the connection between the different worlds 
of the Kabbalah. And it's pretty cool because it, it makes you not only understand yourself, but it'll, it makes you help to understand the world. Because there is an invisible system in which the whole world and the whole universe is built on that it comes through that guide of the Kabbalah, that everything comes from the source and it, it doesn't just come straight out, but it comes through in all these directions that you can, you can feel and understand. Um, but I had a problem early on and I listened to a uh, lecture from a Kabbalist um, who I really admire, uh, Ann Davies. And the very first lecture that I heard is that uh, she pointed out the idea of the power drive. And the idea is that no matter how far along you are or how you know, spiritually you may be whatever level you've attained, you don't get into the business of comparing your spirituality to others because there is no way of knowing what level anybody is at. And that if you're out there bragging that you've reached this spiritual level of attainment or whatever, you probably haven't or that you you're exercising what's called the power drive, your desire to, to put yourself above others. That may be that you're more superior to everybody else because you've reached a higher level spiritually. Because if you, you do that, you're, you haven't learned a thing because that is not the point. And that all, the true, a true adept would never because they understand that, that, that you, don't, you don't look at the world that way. It's not your soul and your humanity does not benefit from thinking that you're better than anybody else. And that goes for everything, whether you're, you're wealthier than somebody else or more, uh, you know, more successful in your job or, you know, you don't want to look at other people like, oh, you're better than them or this person's better than you. You know, I, I feel that anybody who's out there thinking that they're better than me, that just puts them below me. That those are the only people that I think I'm better than are the people that are out there thinking that they're better than me. Because that we're all equal. We're all sovereign human beings. We're having an experience in this world. And they're just different. So if you're wealthy or you're poor, you're still a human being in a body having an experience in this world. Okay. And you, we're all the same in birth and we'll all be the same in death. There's no reason to be out there thinking that you're better than everybody else. And that at one point early on, especially in college, you know, like I really wore my spirituality like uh, on my sleeve because I thought, wow, you know, look at me. I'm so cool. I got 
I'm into the tarot and I'm learning all this stuff. And I'm like, ah, you know, and I had the tinted glasses, the yellow tinted glasses back in college. And I wore them as a symbol for my spirituality. But when does that come up in conversation? Like, are you out there like, hey, let's talk about the tarot. Like, I never talk about that. There's nobody to talk about it with. And really, what, you know, what are you going to gain by feeling that you're better than somebody else because you have knowledge that they don't? The only thing I would want to gain is the ability to share this knowledge. Like, oh, I learned this cool thing. You should check it out. So the power drive is something that you need to overcome in order to really reach a level of spiritual attainment. Because the ones who are really there know better. They're not going to say that they're better than you. They're not going to hold themselves up above you and look down on you and say, I'm the Magus, uh, Magus Knox or Magus looks. You know, I'm so, I've reached such a high level, you know, um, that we're all, that, what you know you don't you're not going to get any further spiritually by acting that way or believing that that the the key to reaching higher levels of of the so forth so-called uh spirituality is found in knowing and knowing and realizing that we're all connected um and that's one of the primary ideas that i've embraced and learned recently most recently is that even though we are all individuals the the energy that animates us that we are all formed from are all parts of a whole and not only just the human beings on this earth all living things on this earth and all the planets and all the living things that may or may not be throughout the whole universe that we're all connected in one giant web of of consciousness and that we all are just pieces of it that particular thing is not what i learned uh, as a christian growing up um, so some of my beliefs do, are kind of outside of my Christian beliefs, um, but definitely have have not lost my Christian morals. There's nothing about uh, learning about the tarot or anything that's esoteric that should take away from the basic ideas of like loving thy brother and the golden rule that, you know, treat others as you want to be treated. And certainly with the esoteric knowledge, you learn that not only do you want to do that because it's better for you, um, just to, from other people's point of view, it's better for you because of the karma. You want to treat others the way you want to be treated because of, if you treat others badly, it's going to create bad karma that's going to come back and get you. You know, you want to be positive and you want to be a positive contrib contributing person in the world 
because it's in your best interest because the more positivity that you share, the more that you receive. That's also the principle of the, um, that book, uh, the secret, you know, you manifest what it is you believe. So believe in yourself, believe in others and share and give love as much as you possibly can. All right. I think I covered everything I want to talk about today. This is a bit longer than my previous podcasts, but I'm happy with it. I think, I guess I'll listen to it back and make sure. Um, but yeah, if you listen to this whole thing, I really appreciate it and I'll see you at the next one. Take care.